Welcome to Power Conversations Podcast. This podcast features discussions of overcoming by faith and resilience with women who are breaking glass ceilings and excelling to higher heights despite their past circumstances. Brought to you by What's Your Superpower TV channel, we will interview several women from across the globe who have overcome adversity and pushed through to fulfill their purpose. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Power Conversations book discussion. Tonight we have with us the amazing co-authors of the anthology Courage in Cannabis. Let me bring them on in. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. evening. All right. Wonderful. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. So let's get started. This book was visionary or is visionary by the great Dr. Bridget Williams. (laughs) Dr. Williams, come on up. Um, thank you, Nadia. Thanks for having us and, you know, bringing us on to discuss uh, really something that is sometimes controversial for some, but um, it's been a really journey for all of us. And so I'm excited and thank you for having us. Awesome. Dr. Bridget, go ahead and give us some background information on yourself. Absolutely. So my name is Dr. Bridget Williams. I am board certified family and cannabinoid physician. I spent about 20 years at the Cleveland Clinic before I broke free and really started treating patients the way they were asking me to treat them. Um, I found myself in this space because when I started helping patients um, find cannabis as a medical option, I was really struck by the emotion that was behind their experiences. I started kind of jotting down their stories and realized that they were not my stories to publish. So when I discovered the whole anthology process, I brought together um, 17 authors that shared their experiences and how cannabis changed their life. And so whether you're doctor, lawyer, parent, caregiver, educator, you know, addiction issues, you know, we cross entrepreneurs, we cross the gamut about how cannabis has changed people's lives. Awesome. Awesome. And so tell us you all launched what day? Um, December 13th. So what has it been about two, three weeks now, I think. And awesome. the, yeah, the response has been amazing. Um, how people have been excited about this book, waiting for this book to launch and um, we're just at the beginning of this. Awesome. Yes, yes. And you all also made international bestsellers, right? Right. Awesome. Right. We were bestseller for Herbal Remedies, um, international bestseller, and best new release. Yes. Congratulations, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> A great, great accomplishment for you guys. So let's go ahead and get intros from the rest of the co-authors that are here today. Um, we'll start with Miss Rebecca. You can unmute and begin your intro. Hi. 
Hello, my name is Rebecca Finch, and as you can see, I'm a homeschool mom. <laughs> um, I'm also do home health care as a business, and uh, I am an author in this book because my family and I have had um, quite a struggle with, with cancer and tumors, and cannabis has really helped. So we just wanted to get our testimony and our story out to everybody. Awesome, Queen. And so we'll come. Thank you for that intro. We'll come back. Okay. And of course, circle around, get more details about your story. Great. Next up, Miss Charlena. Unmute, Queen. Hello. Thank you for having us. My name is Charlena McEthan. I'm the executive director of a nonprofit called Cannabis Laws Matter. Um, I'm a patient and that journey as a patient is what brought me into cannabis to be an advocate. I started doing advocacy in college back in 93. So because of what I was dealing with and seeing that other people were dealing with the same thing, I felt that laws needed to be changed and we needed to have people out there to push the envelope forward. Awesome. Thank you, Queen, for that intro. Miss Adila. Can I mute your mic? There you go. Oh. <laughs> can you hear me? We can. Uh-oh, you're back muted, honey. Unmute one more time. There you go. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show today. So, um, and uh, thank you again, uh, Dr. Bridget, for uh, your vision in this book. Uh, basically, um, my part in this uh, book and this anthology is to basically tell a story from a uh, corporate standpoint uh, and a standpoint of governance, how um, my organization, the CROMP, National Association of Black Risk Compliance Management Professionals, how uh, we are in that center of that uh, industry because we are uh, forging uh, leadership and uh, that thought leadership in all workplace industries, including the cannabis industry. So I basically want to tell uh, the story of arriving into uh, cannabis uh, through organizational leadership and how uh, it will help uh, other companies possibly form an alliance uh, with uh, commonality uh, around this controversial industry. Awesome, Queen. Thank you. Miss mm -hmm. Muhammad. Hello, everyone. My name is Atlania Atheli Muhammad, and I'm the owner of Marlins Miracles. Um, and we are a health and wellness company that primarily focuses on providing CBD education, resources, and products for people, and just educating them um, on cannabis and how we can help them um, with you know, living the best life that they can that they can live. Awesome. We're excited to be a part of this project um, and being a part of Bridget's vision. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you for coming on tonight. Miss Candy. Hi, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. I um, took part in this book. Uh, for cannabis saving my life. I struggle with uh, multiple autoimmune disorders and fibromyalgia. 
And this actually was a great experience to be able to open up and share with others and follow my passion after saving my life. I, I just want to continue and pay it forward. And I'm now co-owner of uh, Pearl of Texas. We are in Corpus Christi and I just am here to help others know that they're not alone. Awesome. Thank you, Queen, for joining us tonight. Thank you. Mr. Kevin. Can unmute for us. Hey, can you all hear me? Yes. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, my name is Kevin Green. I am the vice president of uh, Cleveland School of Cannabis. Uh, we're an education workforce development company uh, based in Ohio with a national program and very close to our national accreditation process and being one of the first, the first national accredited uh, uh, school for uh, cannabis education only. Uh, truthfully, you know, encouraging cannabis um, and truthfully the cannabis industry as a whole and being a part of this entire um, project um, has just allowed me to the ability to think about my life and some of the issues that my family has dealt with through the war on drugs, through uh, cannabis directly, uh, my journey with cannabis, and uh, being able to share that story and showing the fact that the other side of what this looks like uh, when you are finally able to be your authentic self um, in all spaces um, is a beautiful thing. And uh, being able to share that story with others to inspire others to not only take a chance on maybe the cannabis industry, but just in they might be in any other situation, they get a ticket. They finally have the courage to take a chance on themselves. Um, so I think encouraging cannabis is not only going to really allow more cannabis stories to be shared, more people to be empowered, but truthfully, I think it's going to be ins inspiration for a lot of people that feel that they cannot be uh, their true selves. Awesome. Thank you so much, King. All right. Great intros, guys. Listen, let's dive in this <laughs> book. I'm going to start with... Let's start with Miss Rebecca, and you can go ahead and go a little bit deeper and tell us your story of how you arrived at cannabis as your solution to your medical issue. All right. Um, well, with cannabis, like a lot of people, uh, it was honestly our last resort at the time. <laughs> Um, going through a lot of medical issues with my husband and then my son diagnosed with a brain tumor. Uh, when the doctor said they wanted to do chemo on him, we tried everything, um, organic foods, um, lots of holistic remedies, um, you know, uh, gave it to the Lord, sat and prayed. Uh, however, going back to the MRIs, there was still not as much progress as we would like. So a great friend of mine introduced me to Joe. Uh, he's the gentleman that helped us uh, with the cannabis and helped us treat our son. And we knew that was the answer from there. And it really made a difference. And we just want the word to get around. Awesome. And so how long did you um, take to, well, not long did you take, but how long after starting the treatment did you start to see results? Let's see. Um, I would say four to six months. 
uh, we went back to MRIs about every three weeks with my little guy. And mm -hmm. every time there were results, um, not as much as the doctor would like to see, but we knew the underlying treatments that he was having and, and, but a good, good, good solid result was about four to six months into the treatments. Amazing. And so if you don't mind me asking about how long was that ago? Let's see, he was eight. Now he's 11. So, you know, eight going on nine. Awesome. <laughs> um, great, great, great. Great to hear. Great to hear. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Rebecca. You're Next welcome. up, Miss Charlana, please share with us your journey. Yes, sorry, you're having a little problems with this mute button due to the platform. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, my journey is that um, in, uh, I had adult onset of um, some mental health problems, depression, um, bipolar. And then uh, down the road after that, I had an autoimmune disease. I was diagnosed with autoimmune disease. And so um, cannabis allowed me to be able to have a quality of life because I, I became homebound, you know, and people don't teach you how to be disabled. And so right. it, it really took a toll. They don't have classes for that. Um, and so someone introduced me to cannabis from a medical perspective because mm -hmm. I, I grew up in the church. Um, I went to Catholic school till 12th grade. So that's just something I didn't do. I, well, I wasn't innocent, but that's just wasn't my thing. It didn't work for me. But when I was introduced from a medical pr perspective and with everything I had going on, it has allowed me to have somewhat of a quality of life. I'm able to go out. I'm able to come on sh your show and speak and things of that nature. Awesome. Awesome, Queen. If you don't mind me asking, which autoimmune disease do you have? Fibromyalgia. Awesome. And there are a lot of people that suffer with fibromyalgia a lot. I hadn't heard it, um, you know, over the years, but in the last about five or six years, I started hearing more women because, of course, my, my audience is women and my people that I network with are mostly women and so they were saying you know well i've heard a few of them had that you know after battling different symptoms that they didn't know you know where they came from how to get rid of them the doctor wasn't helping the meds weren't helping so it's very good to hear that um that is a definite uh treatment thank you miss charlana you have something else you wanted to say you can go ahead well, i just wanted to say it, it's um, repeated trauma to the body and our body's not built for that type of trauma and so I don't wish it on anyone it's not fun um, but cannabis has allowed me to ease that pain and and like I said function so thank you yes praise God praise God and Miss Muhammad, you see, I'm I'm steering away from your first name, Queen, because I don't want to mess it up. No, it's it's really not as hard as it looks. It's Ed Lania. All right. Yeah. Okay. Or you can say Ed. Ed is fine as long as you spell it with two D's. We're good. Okay. <laughs> so go ahead, Miss Ed, and tell me about your journey with cannabis. 
So similar to um, Charlana, and actually um, Bridget and I went to high school together. We went to an all girls Catholic college prep school, and we just we just didn't do those. Like you just you just didn't do that. Um, so I never I never used uh, marijuana cannabis in any form until maybe about nine, almost ten years ago when I was first introduced to it. Um, I have uh, I have migraines and anxiety, and that's primarily what I use um, cannabis for. And I was at 25 headache days a month. And for anybody that deals with with chronic pain, and I've been dealing with chronic pain since I was a child, you start to get accustomed to being in pain. So it's like I'm in pain, that's normal. Then like great pain is horrible. And right. then we go, and then maybe every now and then you have a day of no pain, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, this is this is what normal is, you know. Yeah. And um, so I got introduced to it actually through church, um, through a member at, at church in a liturgical dance class and did research on it and was able to really to get my life back and to be able to not just get through my day, but to actually live a day, which yes. is phenomenal. And um, we even have on our website the quote from the Bible that says the leaves of the trees are for healing the nations. Everything that we need to heal ourselves grows somewhere. Somewhere on this earth, God has given us what we need. And because man has decided to kind of, um, I'm going to say this word, villainify <laughs> this plant, <laughs> make it bad when it's not bad. You yeah. know? And when you start to do your research, you start to learn that things that you were taught and told about it are not even true. Yep. They're not true. And so... Um, you know, I, I share my journey and how I went from somebody who's extremely clueless to now having, you know, um, being in a position to help and educate other people and kind of um, lessen that stigma, especially in a church setting and lessen that stigma. So people don't have to feel guilty about trying to be healthy. Yeah, absolutely. That was good. That was good. And Miss Adila, I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> Miss Adila, come on and tell us your journey queen one more time there okay, you go there it is <laughs> thank, thank you so much so um and you did say it right my name um, <laughs> but I, I do want to say this we you know in the cannabis industry and with all workplace industries, we, we're trying to seek more representation. So I believe that my journey and my goal uh, with this anthology and, you know, with the purpose in which I'm trying to uh, serve uh, for an organization I represent as chair of the uh, cannabis committee is by forging uh, communication efforts between Main Street and the community to ensure that everyone is uh, looking at policies and procedures and risk and compliance all the same way as you would look at any other uh, practicing uh, business. Um, I understand that there is a, uh, you know, there is a dispute uh, whether or not it's legal. However, you know, there's different states that's already deemed it legal. And with that being said, there needs to be proper systems set up so that this could be uh, not just regulated, because when we talk about regulation, we talk about money. Um, more pertaining to the regulation between the policies of the workplace and the regulations with uh, the fairness and those who are using opiates uh, versus those who decide to uh, use marijuana and for them not to be punished. Um, 
because of that. So with that being said, you know, I'm kind of trying to intersect those policies and procedures in a way whereas we can continue to have conversation with those people in leadership roles so that they can, you know, kind of see the other side of this. Because a lot of times we have board members in the boardroom who are making decisions and they don't know the first thing about cannabis and what cannabis does. And we need to be able to first educate and then we discuss the monetary value of uh, what could happen or the possibilities. But if we don't have the primary foundation, you know, and that is not created or built, then we're going to continuously put ourselves in a situation where we're going backwards instead of moving forward. So I'm hoping to continue to forge that communication, fill in the gaps, and actually create um, a, a standing uh, goal of uh, policies that could be achievable through any measurable uh, distance between different businesses and different uh, levels of communication throughout leaderships and governance uh, platforms. So basically that's uh, what I'm doing with the organization that I'm on the Cannabis Committee. And basically I'm describing how we do that and how we begin to uh, communicate uh, these effects. Awesome. So you're coming from a standpoint of regulations, policies and procedures, like, you know, not just making it about the money, but actually showing the process and the progress that our world, our country can move toward if cannabis is received in the correct way, right? Absolutely. I mean, why do we have to continuously put ourselves at a um, a state of, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, it's legal. You know, there's always fear. It's consistent fear mm-hmm. around something that's deemed legal in one place and deemed legal in not another place. Right, we need right. to stop our thinking around that and start educating these people who's creating that fear. Yeah. You know, because fear mongering is prevalent and it happens in every industry. You know, there's different... Uh, different tactics that are utilized to mm-hmm. get people away from something that's good for them, you know, and it's yeah. not really about the pursuit of just uh, saying we want to legalize. We let's provide the reason why and give us the platform so that we can prove that reason rather than Absolutely. just speaking off of uh, baselets and we talk about facts. Yes. I love that. I love that. And I love that you're coming from that standpoint within this book because, you know, those that read it, um, that maybe just picking it up to to see the stories and the you know the breakthroughs that have come from utilizing cannabis in medical, but you know the, this is important the policies and like you said the processes and making sure that people are educated because for so many years we have been you know, told that it's bad, it's, you know, something that hurts you, something that harms you, but yet every day more research shows that it's actually helping, you know, it's helping people. And so, yeah, I I thank you for for that input. Absolutely. And I'll just say this in close. Uh, We have Sanjay Gupta of CNN speaking about cannabis and how it's helping kids in autism. This is the article I just sent out to the group the other day. You know, we have prevalent leaders in society who are just now thinking about this, but we have people like Charlene who've been advocating for it since 93. You know, when is everybody going to get on one accord and start listening? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you.
no problem. Thank you, Queen. Miss Candy, come on and tell us your journey. So my journey is just to help educate uh, and pass it, pass it forward as far as uh, what I went through. I want to help them not go through what I went through and lose all that time in their life. I feel I, I lost eight years of my life, you know, that I could have done different if I would have just not listened to society or, you know, family or friends just, you know, learned more on it and. I would have saved time. Uh, now I see it as a, as a healing for me. Uh, actually, we just moved and I was unpacking and setting up my office and I found my list of medications that I'd walk around with, you know, because I was on 16 medications. Wow. Uh, now I can stand proud and I just, I just take one daily course, you know, with my cannabis and CBD regimen, you know, it's been amazing. You know, I, I wouldn't go back at all. I wouldn't change anything. Awesome. Uh, I just want to keep fighting for it and help those that suffer from fibromyalgia and autoimmune disorders. And I feel even if you, you're not suffering right now, it could even just CBD could help you from actually going through a, a tough yeah, so it's with you know any type of struggle you develop in the future. So it's preventative as well, you think? Yes, I I feel yeah. I've I've had less flare ups. Uh, my labs have been great. I, you know, even I mean, it's just everything has been great since you know. I have had no ER visits, no hospital stays, no surgeries. Like I could probably count you know, the times I had surgery when I was on opiates and uh, my morphine pump and, you know, was, I was always in the ERs, even on opiates and, you know, the medications for all the autoimmune disorders. Um, I was on oral chemo, but I was still in the hospital. I was still in the ER, you know, cause my flare ups weren't, you know, maintained. Yeah. You know, now I, I see none of that anymore. You know, I just do my follow-ups just for lab work to see if there's any activity going on and, continue what you're doing. They tell me, awesome. uh, I'm not, they, I just feel here in Texas though. I, we don't have very much support. Yeah. Uh, I know. I feel like my doctors are okay with it and they're aware of it. And I do have my medical card here in Texas, but they just won't discuss it with me. You know, I feel like they're like, they don't want to know about it. They yeah. seem to just, you know, turn the other way or, you know, okay, but they don't want to talk about it. Like, yeah. sign me out. They avoid the situation, huh? Yeah. And I feel we could help so many other people, you know, it's a natural healing. It's, it's great. Absolutely. Now, let me ask you, how long have you been uh, on your treatment? Uh, I started cannabis uh, January 2017. Awesome. So you have been free of flare ups for almost four years, four or five years. Yes. And mm. the small flare ups that I've had are very minimal that I, with my own microdosing and so forth, I have been able to maintain them at home. 
Awesome. That is amazing. Hmm. All right. Thank you, Miss Candy. It's so much I could say, but I don't want to take up y'all time. So I'm gonna You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to move forward to Mr. Kevin. Come on and tell us your journey, Mr. Green. Um. So I definitely used cannabis when I was a teenager. So we'll start off with that yeah. one. <laughs> um, you know, for me, I, I you know, I, listening to these stories and, you know, what I, I think everyone's journey has been a part of what my realization has came with cannabis um, and where I am right now, because where I started in cannabis was just a, a teenager that wanted to do what people said that you shouldn't do. And obviously the teenagers, that's what you want to do. Um, right. <laughs> and the teenage mindset is I'm grown, I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm going to probably binge on it and I'm going to do too much of it and I'm going to overdo it. Um, and that was the first time that I, I remember being 15 and noticing that cannabis was affecting me negatively because, uh, I played sports my entire life and I was starting to second guess how much I wanted to, to play sports. And mm -hmm. that didn't really make sense. Um, and it took a, a person that was really, really close to me that came to me and had a conversation with me about like who I really wanted to be. And that's when I started to know that I, I first time I actually started to create rules with my cannabis use. Uh, so with specific rules around when I'm in season, what I do, how I do it, uh, because, you know, I had goals that I wanted. And at this time, I had no idea about any of the medical purposes of cannabis. Right. I just knew that I was overdoing it and it was affecting my goals um, mm -hmm. as I've continued to mature and grow and learn so much more about cannabis. Um, for me, I think truthfully, what my story has been with cannabis is that I remember the first day my mom, you know, found a dime bag and I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm Jamaican. I was born in Jamaica. Uh, so my family migrated here when I was seven. And I remember the first time and my Jamaican family is not a family that deals with cannabis though. So my mom is just high on life. Like a, a smell of alcohol is going to get her drunk. You know what I mean? So she doesn't do, she doesn't do anything cannabis. My uncle never done with cannabis because he has asthma and things of that sort. So never mess with it um, either. So it wasn't really around me outside of like your, my peers. So it wasn't in my right. home at, at all whatsoever. Never really interacted with any, for any adults. So I remember her finding that, that first like dime bag and her yelling at me, one, because of how much I paid for that little bit of, of cannabis <laughs> compared to what she would have paid when, when, she, when she saw that growing up in, in Jamaica. So that was her first thing of being upset with me, but just in the sense of how she thought that I that would ruin my life and put me down a track yeah. of not being economically stable. Um, mm -hmm. And it's completely been the complete opposite cannabis has allowed me to take my skill set that I, you know, in my career into a whole different stratosphere. I've been able to become someone that's known on a more of a national scale and doing national work because of the cannabis industry. You know what I mean? Um, most of the traveling and the things that I do is not because of the 11 years I spent doing diversity, equity, inclusion work, marketing work, it's been the cannabis industry. It's traveling mm -hmm. me all across the United States. It's taking me to multiple countries. Um, and it's created economic stability for myself, for my family, my, my mother that's seeing that now. And um, to the point where now, because I'm so much more educated about cannabis, I've been able to educate them and actually yeah. have them engage with cannabis in new ways. I said my uncle has um, 
uh, uh, severe asthma. So, you know, inhaling is just not a good thing for him. Um, but, you know, being able to utilize topicals, edibles, I cannot just tell you just, you know, I remember first, you know, giving him, you know, the uh, uh, the Green Harvest Health, you know, freeze cream and saying, just rub it on everything, right? Because he's a roofer. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. just like, just rub it on the things that hurt. Um, and then again, I'm Jamaican, so I come from, you know, like, uh, all, a lot of homegrown things, nothing but Epsom salt and like bananas and stuff that doesn't work. <laughs> they just rub yeah. a bunch of things on you. Right. So, you know, being able to transition him into something that he's been interacting and he's been, he's seen what Rastafari and culture is and what that actually means and how they've used it holistically. Right. But they never really got the credit for it. Right. It was still somewhat right. subculture, even in the land of Jamaica where Rastafarian lifestyle, um, you know, it, it, it was born at. So, you know, for me, my cannabis journey has been my respect that I have for cannabis. Now, uh, the economic stability that has been able to bring me, myself, my family, um, and really the full circle of what it means you know that one dime bag that my mom yelled at me about about how much i paid um is paying dividends more so now than i ever even thought that it ever could for me so um just hearing these stories just continues to inspire me to say that there's so much more that i still don't know um there's so much more for us to still be able to do in the industry um and to grow this not only from an industry standpoint but really how do we integrate cannabis into the social fabric of our lives Absolutely. Right. Um, that that's really what I believe that it can do. And when you think about something like that, um, you know, the entrepreneur in me says there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of problems to be solved. And there's a lot more things to do. And there's a lot more places to see and experience. And um, I'm just really just blessed to be able to see now. Um, and I all think it's all because I know more. So, you know, education is going to be a big key in this whole entire thing. Um, and I'm just excited to be on that side of it and watch so many people. Uh, have left, you know, our schools educated, smart, know what they want to do, and they're actualizing it in the world. You know, every time a student goes out and say they got a job, I still be like, oh man, they really they, they work, they're out here doing this, and they went to our school. It's still, it's still an amazing thing. It still gives you a bit of joy. So, um, you know, so excited to have, have share this uh, this uh, extreme experience with everyone, and we're still going, we're still in it, which is the yes. coolest part. I think we've actually just got started, right? The book, getting the book yeah, out is the first part. Now we actually get to get to have a little bit of fun. So, you know, that's been my journey. So I'm looking forward to you know what this part of the journey is. You know, um, as you said in the beginning, right? We're we're number one. I'm an author because yes, of that's, <laughs> like, it. So, that's like, it. That's a pretty cool thing, you know. <laughs> yes, you guys are amazing. This is. Wow. So normally, thank you, Kevin, for that. Thank you, because you guys have enlightened me, right? Normally, I have like this big, long list of questions that I want to ask. And tonight, I kind of came in it like, let's see what the authors bring. And I'll just, you know, kind of get in there as needed. And this has been, y'all have opened my eyes really. So I can only imagine, of course, I did get my ebook. I have not read it yet because I have been super, super busy, but on my downtime, I do plan to read you guys book and get some more information about what you all are bringing, what your journey is, all of your businesses. You guys are amazing. And so bringing all all of that around to this amazing visionary, Dr. Bridget, come on on, come on unmute, Dr. Bridget. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the first thing I want to really highlight is the diversity of just this group. You know, there's 18 authors in, in total, but we're talking about medical problems. You know, we're yes. talking about children. We're talking about entrepreneurship. 
and we're talking about changing the landscape of how cannabis patients are seen because cannabis patients are cannabis workers as well. Mm-hmm. And um, as I often say to Adela, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. We're here. And so how do we best manage this? Right. But just in this group, there's so much diversity yeah, and, yeah. and I wanted people to see that there is science behind this for every condition that we've talked about. There's incredible research that supports the use of cannabis for these conditions. And then probably more importantly, I wanted people to see that we're your everyday neighbor, right? That whatever view or idea that you thought you knew about cannabis, that it is our churchgoers, it is our faith-based, it is our people that struggle with you know, illness, it is our entrepreneur, it's it's everything and 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 nothing excluded. And so this could be making a difference for someone if they just have the opportunity to learn about it. And I hope that this book provides that not only for patients or, or future patients, but for physicians and attorneys and people that want to just be in the industry itself. Um, You know, we talk about all the highlights of what it can do and, you know, Kevin is bold and, and open enough, and he's also our forward in the book, to share that sometimes it's not always, you know, a good option, but how he changed something into what could have been a negative into something that has really flourished and been an incredible positive for his life and for his family's life as well. And for so many others, you know, with owning a school, he hears stories every day about how cannabis can change your life, right? And so he has that point of view as well. And so having this opportunity to talk to your audience, like I said, it might, you know, we're not trying to convince people to start using cannabis, but we hope that they will not look at their neighbor um, with judgment as, as right. they can before and, and find that this, that we've all been misled, all of us, yeah. you know, and I often say I'm a, I'm a Reagan kid, you know, Nancy taught me well, mm-hmm. say no. Yeah, and yeah. all of say you know. <laughs> and, and, um, and Elaney and I, you know, we went to high school together and we kept our nose pretty clean considering, you know, um, <laughs> going to public, <laughs> right? Um, and so uh, to, to then find ourselves here only a few years later, right, Elenia, that um, just a couple of years later, um, and just how our lives have been changed by this as well. And so uh, even like for the chapter that I have in the book, my chapter is really about the medical system and how the health system can be really the most unhealthy system and workplace that there is and how I struggled with anxiety, depression, racism, sexism, assault, everything under the sun, living in and being a part of that community and how cannabis was my way out. And really in meeting these amazing patients that were more brave and had more courage than I did and, and how they found their way to having cannabis help them. And then I have the honor and the privilege to help them along that path. So absolutely. Awesome. I love it. I love it. You guys have blessed me tonight. Now, Dr. Bridget, tell us how you uh, facilitate the care of your cannabis patients. Just a little snippet in case someone needs to reach out to you or someone like you help us out with that 
Sure. So, you know, as I think, um, you know, Adela mentioned, every state is different, right? And so um, depending on the rules of your state really depends on what you're able to do. But CBD is for the most part available everywhere. And so on a national level, I, I have a CBD company, Green Harvest Health, where we provide um, CBD options for patients and um, for the community, as well as we help people get into the industry by doing custom formulation of products for people that want to be a part of this. They have an idea and we create doctor formulated, doctor recommended products so that they can have their own product that they're selling. And we work with processors to do that. But um, so we do consultation across the country around cannabis and CBD. And then if you're in Ohio, we provide uh, medical cannabis cards, which we're a medical cannabis state, um, so that people can not only get access to this as medicine, but we provide the treatment plans and guidance and support so that they can do it with education and feel empowered along their journey. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, that's great. That's great. Listen, guys, y'all have filled me up with some good info. Um, myself, I suffer with an autoimmune disease, so I, I was really interested in hearing what you ladies had to say about that. And, um, you know, like I said, just trying to get the word out, um, like you said, about educating, about mm -hmm. empowering, and also just getting rid of the name right? Getting rid of the name. We need to know real facts, real things that yes. can save us, things that are from the earth that are not all of these pharmaceuticals. Um, and I really feel strongly, um, you know, just about the medical industry with these drugs that are made, you know, man-made as opposed mm -hmm. to something that God put here to heal us, right? So I really appreciate you guys coming on tonight, talking about your book, talking about your personal journeys in your medical history, your son, your husband, Ms. Rebecca, Ms. Charlana, your, your journey with Cure, cure, well, not curing, but treating and being successful at treating your fibromyalgia, Ms. Edlanya, you know, your journey with headaches. I mean, a lot of us suffer from headaches and, you know, we don't even look at it as chronic sometimes. But mm -hmm. when I heard you say the number of headaches that you were having a month, that sparked something in me because we don't really keep count of that kind of stuff, right? Until it gets kind of debilitating or, you know, to the last leg, right? So that was a good point to start really just watching ourselves and being aware of what our bodies are going through. Um, and then also bringing this information with us to our medical professionals. And then if we cannot get to where we need to get through our personal pr practitioners, we need to reach out to people like Dr. Bridget, right? And then get all of that good old education from Mr. Kevin. And so, Ms. Candy, thank you so much as well for your input on 
on your fibromyalgia journey as well. A lot of us women are suffering, y'all, with these mm -hmm. autoimmune disease. I don't know if it's our hormones. I'm not medical, so I'm just going through the process myself as far as learning about my own medical journey. But I do, like I said, appreciate you guys coming on here, being transparent, being open to sharing with everyone so that we can help. We can help those on this platform can get more information and then we can support if we can't do anything else we can definitely support those you guys and those around us right because we have a responsibility to help our fellow man and not look down on them like okay of course i believe in god of course you know, we are faith-based. We go to church. We do this and that and the third, but you are doing way worse than taking a few CBD drops or, you know, your cannabis oil, whatever it is that helps you um, outside of the church. So I don't want, I'm not taking that one with me, y'all. Don't judge people. Do not do it. Just receive. If you can't help, don't hurt. And that's my word for tonight. And listen, Guys, do y'all have any parting words for our guests? You can feel free to unmute if you have something you want to say. Um, Dr. Bridget, at the end, you can uh, definitely give your parting words. Well, I want people to know how best to find the book, right? And so outside of going to Amazon and going to Courage and Cannabis and finding the book, we also have a website, which is courageandcannabis.com, where you can learn about each of the authors, be able to purchase the book from the authors directly, because we, part of my desire in this was not just to write the stories that I, you know, writing it for someone, I wanted the authors to benefit from their own journey and from their own stories. So that's courageandcannabis.com, where you can learn more, as well as on social media and Facebook. Um, and we'll be out and about during doing all sorts of book signings and readings and really wanting people to experience this with us. We have an incredible group of authors that I feel, you know, there's a story for everybody and um, we want to be able to connect with people to make a difference. Awesome. Anyone else? I was just going to say, you know, I want to encourage people to, um, not only do your research, but to to feel confident enough to advocate for yourself um, and to start having those discussions with your doctor. This started because, you know, Bridget had a patient that was confident enough and comfortable enough to say, hey, you know, I, I need to discuss this with you. Mm -hmm. And I think that more of us need to start having those conversations with our healthcare providers, with our family, with our clergy um, and start really talking about it and having the conversation. I think that's what really is going to make a difference for people and start to like sway legislation and sway people's judgments and sway, um, you know, public opinion and, and sharing your stories that you have um, with people. And, you know, I always tell people keep some product with you. You know, our cousin, we're out of town and our cousin actually, um, strained his calf muscle and he's been limping around. And so, you know, I was like, my husband was like, I brought some bomb, you know, sit down and talk with him about it. And so he calls my husband and was like, whoa, like this stuff is amazing. You know, so then my husband starts sharing his testimony. And I think yeah. it's just important that we start having those conversations yeah. with people and not allowing the fear. And I know that's hard to hold us back and just um, 
and and not wanting to share like, oh my gosh, I've got this great thing, but I don't want to, I don't want to tell you that I'm using weed or I'm going to tell you I'm using CBD, but you can help people. And that's the only yeah. way we're going to start really swaying that, that judgment and, and really getting things out there and more open. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll just say this, um, you know, it takes courage, right? And that's what the book is about. It's about speaking and courage and having the courage to be your authentic self and tell your story and live in that truth. And that truth helps everybody else to, uh, it, it, it draws everyone into that same uh, perspective and they start thinking and evaluating their lives. So we want people to live more healthier. We want people to live more authentically without having to be in pain. You don't have to be in pain. There's you options, have to be in pain. you know, you don't have to take it, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And let me just say that the one thing that will often hit me is how many elderly people in our communities have chosen to live in pain. And when I was doing more church talks and what have you, the amount of people that are afraid of opioids because of how it's affected our communities and addiction and what have you, and they just resigned to living in pain. And that is not the way any of us want to live out our final years, right? Right. right? And we need to be able to have these discussions and break down these barriers so that is not the case. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We want to live a better quality of life at all ages, right? Yes. Yes. Anyone else? Ms. Charlana? Yes. What I like about this book is that it's multiple stories. And if you get this book out to different people, it can help whether it's a church, a pastor, legislators, um, it, just a wide range of people, business people, um, to teach them about why we're here and why it's so important that we do the work that we're doing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyone else? Well, once you pick up the book, Nadia, I'm just going to say, when you grab the book, grab you like, you know, a, a cup of coffee or some water, or some just put your feet up. Because once you start reading it, I'm going to put it down until it's over. <laughs> All right. So I'm, just, All right. I'm just letting you know now it, it, it sucks you in and the stories are just phenomenal. And it you it's a page turner. You just want to keep reading the next chapter. Mm hmm. Awesome. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Like I said, I'm planning me some time off so that I can catch up on some of my self-care yes. so that will definitely be a part of it and i appreciate you ladies and guys for coming on tonight and enlightening us about your wonderful book um and with that being said if no one else has anything else to say dr bridget go ahead and give us that website one more time absolutely so definitely join us on courage in cannabis i n so courage in cannabis Dot com where you can learn about each of the authors, be able to purchase the book directly from the authors or from Amazon as well. And look on our Facebook site, um, Courage in Can Books, um, where you will see what we're doing, where we're going, the next interview that we're doing. And we'll be doing like in-person events very soon. So, um, you know, definitely stay in touch with us. Awesome. And thank you guys for joining us tonight for Power Conversations book discussion with the wonderful co-authors of Courage in Cannabis. Guys, reach out to these wonderful, wonderful co-authors. Reach out to Dr. Bridget. She can be of some great help. 
www.courageincannabis.com. All of the authors have their very own pages where you can support them separately. So go there to the website, click on your favorite author and purchase your book. Thank you guys again for joining us tonight. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Good night.